The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, brings you this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. In the current sermon, as part of the Heavenly Authority series, Pastor has begun speaking about the office of the prophet in the New Testament church. Let's go right back into the Sunday message. Look at 2 Peter, the second letter of Peter. And again, chapter 1, now down at verse 19. Up above, he speaks about how he was one of the eyewitnesses when Jesus is transfigured on the mountain before him. He was an eyewitness of the glory. He can tell them as one having seen it. And now he speaks about how this confirms the prophetic word of the prophets. He says in verse 19, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, or the more sure prophetic word, or the word of the prophets made more certain, because they told about it, and it was all shown by them, but we've actually seen him. They didn't touch him. We've touched him. We've lived with him. We've seen him now change on that mountain into the image of, God the Son transfigured in front of us. So we have the words of the prophets confirmed, made more sure. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Until revelation rises in your hearts. The prophets had revelation. They've had revelation. They've been with the Son of God. He says, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart, the bright and morning star, Jesus Christ himself rises in your heart. The Spirit of Christ rises in your heart and shows you clearly the Lord Jesus Christ. Until you see in your heart and your spirit Jesus transfigured, King of kings and Lord of lords, you will do well to listen to the message, the prophetic word confirmed, to heed it as a light shining in a dark place. He says in verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men, now some of your translations won't have the word holy in there, but the Texas Receptus, the majority text manuscripts do, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Knowing this first, no prophecy is of any private interpretation any private explanation, any private origin, didn't come about by the prophet's own interpretation. Didn't come about by the prophet's own mind, his own or her own will. And it can't be interpreted in a vacuum of someone's own mind, of someone's own understanding. True prophecy never came by, never had its origin in the will of man. 
Not the mind of Isaiah. It's not the mind of Jeremiah. These were holy men of God, dedicated men of God, who were attuned to knew the spirit of truth, but what came to them, they were moved along by the spirit and they revealed the mind of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved. That word means carried along, carried, lifted up. You bear something, you carry something, carried along by the Holy Spirit. So we get great insight here to how the prophet works, how the prophet is moved. The one Holy Spirit moves them, and so it all agrees. It's all confirmed. He has spoken it, God has spoken it, and it will come about. You know, if Isaiah said it from his own mind, it wouldn't come about. Uh, David could not foresee how the Romans would crucify uh, a thousand years later. Isaiah wouldn't know what happened. If it was their own minds, they could not do this. But God knows from the beginning to the end. It's from him. And so it is confirmed because the Holy Spirit now confirms it. God works it all out because he knows from the beginning to the end. And it all agrees. You have the prophetic word confirmed. Scripture, interpreting prophecy of Scripture. And so it's one. It's a unit. It's not all these different people over 1,500 years. It's one unit because it's the Spirit of God. Through the Holy Spirit, he opens our eyes, and we understand Scripture and prophecy through Scripture and prophecy because God initiates it. Each prophecy is not of a separate interpretation. Each prophecy is not of a private interpretation. And so if you have secular scholars at Yale taking a line of Scripture and analyzing it and pulling it apart as separate from the whole as though a work of literary importance but not the Word of God and trying to figure out what Isaiah was hoping to tell the people or what Jeremiah was trying to say, they are, they are blind and in a dark place. Rather, you have glorious revelation of the whole. The prophet anointed by the one Holy Spirit, moved by the one Holy Spirit, the revelation shines out to man. It all agrees. It all comes together. And we can see, because it is from God, through God, and only by God can we understand it. It's only understood. And if you take a scripture out of context and have private interpretation, you can get in trouble. A word of prophecy out of context and have private interpretation, you can get in trouble. This is one of the reasons I think sometimes that some brothers and sisters in churches where they don't believe in the gifts or the offices of the Holy Spirit today because they've seen people abuse those gifts. And a word might come forth and get totally misinterpreted. The word may not be from God. It might be somebody saying they're a prophet and they're not a prophet. The word could come from God and be totally misinterpreted, looked at as though now this supersedes the entire Bible, which it doesn't. The Bible will confirm and will speak about this, whether the word is from God or not. But because there are those dangers, it becomes easier just to say, well, let's just say that all passed away and we don't have to deal with it. But really, the principle is true even when you read the Bible, the canon itself. You don't take one line out 
and run off on it as in private interpretation because the Holy Spirit wrote the whole Bible. And he can interpret it by the other scriptures. Scripture interprets scripture. Prophecy interprets prophecy. Foundation stone upon foundation stone. And the Spirit of God upon us will open our eyes to clearly understand it the right way, the way he meant it. No private interpretation. It's not a man originating it, so don't try to say, well, what did he mean there? It's the Holy Spirit. What does he mean there? We receive then the complete, whole, the very wisdom of God, the knowledge of God shines out, and those in the universities and their analysis don't even begin to come close to understand it. Now, concerning prophecy in the New Testament church, Paul uh, will write later on in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 5. We had read back in, in uh, chapter 12. He says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive, and there's that word again, edification. And Lord willing, later on, not today, but later on in the study, we'll talk about chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians and that whole discussion of tongues and prophecy. You see here, when you have the tongue and you put the interpretation with the tongue, you really have a prophecy, right? And he's saying that prophecy is so important because the church receives edification. It's built up. And again, the importance of this gift for the church. And if you think about it, while there are prophecies contained within the epistles, the letters of Paul and Peter and James and John uh, and Jude, the vast majority of New Testament prophecies come directly from the mouth of our Lord Jesus in the Gospels, right? like the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24. And the message he gives to John in the really the only main book of prophecy in the New Testament, the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. We do not have individual prophetic books as you have in the Old Testament with the major and the minor prophets. The New Testament canon is perfectly complete with the words of the prophet, the Lord Jesus Christ, even as Moses proclaimed in Deuteronomy 18 and verse 17, and the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. Jesus is the prophet. And the main prophecies in the New Testament are proclaimed directly by him. Yet here, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul desires them all, if the Spirit determines, he said, obviously, he gives earlier, to prophesy. Why? Now it's not for canon. Now it's not for scripture. That's settled, right? Canon is a measuring rod, how you measure. We have the word of God. 
as you complete the revelation of Jesus Christ, it's as though the book seals, right? You know you have it. This is the complete word of God. So we don't need prophecy now in the church. Remember, he's writing to them, the church of 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, the church of Corinth, what prophecies do we have here from the Corinthians in the scriptures? Right? What, uh, who in Corinth do we have a book like you have Isaiah and Jeremiah? Yet it's important that they have the gift of prophecy, right? So now in the New Testament, the Old Testament pointed to Jesus, now we have the fulfillment in Jesus, the, the prophet. So what is the purpose? Why does Paul say, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, but for church edification? That's the purpose, for church edification. We still need, remember how the old prophets exhorted the people. We still need to hear from the Lord for specific guidance. We still need from time to time to be warned, to be rebuked. We still need to be corrected if we go off course. And you think how often in church history, how with tangents the church has gone on, and wouldn't it be nice if there was a prophet like Elijah who would stand up to the kings in the church and proclaim the word of God to get the church back on track. We still need to be corrected, and we still need encouragement in dark times. Pastor Greg Scalzo will be continuing this sermon in our next broadcast. You can find directions and information about our services as well as a library of hundreds of radio programs on our church's website at www.shiarjashub.org.